Hi, this is Paul Germain, and welcome to this session of Smart Boating. Today, our topic is a really interesting one. It's on chartering, and uh, we've got a very knowledgeable person in the studio today. His name is Claude Boudet, and he runs a local charter operation here on the North Shore above Boston called Frayed Knot Sailing Charters. Welcome, Claude. Well, thank you, Paul, for having me. Claude, we've got a really cool show here. We've actually taken a, cut at, a couple of cuts at this topic before, chartering. We've talked about uh, how to select the type of boat and destinations, talked a little bit about pricing. But what I thought we'd talk about today were seven tips that people can kind of get their hands around that would help them have a more successful chartering experience. And the first one that comes to mind for me is this issue of <laughs> crew compatibility. And what I mean by that is not competence, but rather compatibility or the ability to get along. Uh, how important is that and, and how do you kind of sort that out? Well, Paul, I think that's probably the most important part is uh, the compatibility of the group. Um, I would recommend before taking a long week trip to maybe go out on a day sail or half day sail with the people that you intend to go with. Um, and hopefully you can have a much better idea of how compatible you are in a boat. Because mm -hmm. being on a boat is a whole lot different than being <laughs> in your living room. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can't get off the boat when you're 2,000 miles away. That's for sure. No. Okay. So that's an important one. How about kids? You know, I, I think kids, some people think, well, they're just small grown-ups, and I guess to a certain extent they are. But, but it seems to me that to have a fun-filled charting experience when you have kids aboard, it's probably worth a little forethought to make that happen? Yeah, it actually requires a lot of work. Um, number one, you need to keep into consideration the ages of the kids. If they're really young, um, that might not be the best place for them. But mm -hmm. if they're, you know, they're teenagers, preteens, or even young adults, that, that it'd be great for them. Um, and once again, you have to make sure that your itinerary is going to be suited towards your kids uh, because they're a big part of making that, making or breaking that charter for you. Right. So you probably want to have, what, more frequent stops, not try to cover as much mileage as you might have as just adults, and, mm -hmm. and probably what maybe pre-plan some kids' activities at those stops, right? So you've got a, kind of an idea of what we're going to do when we get there, right? Yeah, a lot more uh, kid exploration type, <laughs> type activities as opposed to uh, pacifying the adults. Right, right. So that's an important thing to keep in mind. Oh, yes. How about uh, skipper competence? You know, uh, a lot of people are boaters, and uh, they get familiar with a the boat. They think, oh, well, I pretty much get this under control. But it, uh, could that be a concern? Could someone overstep their bounds in terms of their actual abilities, especially in unfamiliar waters with an unfamiliar boat? All those factors are a b big in determining the success of your, uh, of your charter. Uh, yes, uh, sometimes the captain will be very familiar in his own waters with his own boat and then uh, be a little bit overwhelmed. If you get overwhelmed, that's when trouble could, could strike. Right. Uh, so make sure that you do your homework in terms of knowing the navigation of the area, the charts, um, the boat safety, and how the boat handles. So mm -hmm. it might be worth your while to, to go down there a couple of days in advance, and a lot of companies will require you to do that yeah. to get comfortable with the boat and to make sure that they know that you are capable of handling this particular vessel. Right. And, and you know, another topic when you talk about that, skipper comps, another topic that comes to my mind is, is the whole idea of crew competence because the skipper can only be in so many places at once, usually one. Um, so he's at the helm or he's weighing anchor, whatever he's doing, and in and, and, and a larger boat or 40 foot, 50 foot, you need a number of people to work as a team. And so it seemed to me that the crew competence, not just compatibility, but competence in terms of understanding and knowing what to do, 
that would be another factor to consider as you're kind of making your plans, right? Oh, I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, you, you need to make sure that you don't take it for granted that they know what they're doing. So right. once again, we talked about possibly going out on a two, three hour day sale just to familiarize yourself with their capabilities. Make sure you understand uh, nonverbal communication on the boat because sometimes the wind is howling and mm -hmm. or the engine's on, you can't hear each other, especially going into the wind coming up to a mooring. Mm -hmm. So make sure you get those nonverbal communications down and signals so that everybody is doing the same thing and and everybody's safe and having a great time. Yeah, everyone's coordinated and they, and they can function as a team. You know, this next point, you, you touched on it briefly a minute ago. I wanted to just revisit it briefly. It was the thought of familiarizing yourself. So as you, especially on a, a bare boat charter, you don't have a captain, you're taking responsibility. Um, it seems to make good sense to, 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 to look at a little bit of the quote unquote lay of the land, you know, what sort of area you're gonna be cruising in, what sort of waters to expect, uh, wind conditions, sea conditions, all that sort of thing, right? Not Don't just plop down and try to learn it cold quickly, but maybe do a little advanced prep, right? That you, Yes, absolutely. If you just go down there cold and think it's going to get done, chances are a disaster will follow. <laughs> right. uh, so yes, you need to make sure that you, you plan well in advance. You make sure that you do all the chart work. You make sure that you know what the weather patterns are wherever you're going. Uh, wind conditions, tides, if there are any. Um, those are all very, very important. Plus provisioning the boat. Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. decide that if you're going to bear boat. If you have a crude, well, then they are responsible for that. So that takes a little bit of weight off your shoulders if you, right. you go that route. So prepare, yeah. Yeah. How about, uh, and again, you might have touched on this briefly a minute ago, uh, good communications. I think, it, it, to me, you've got a group that's interested in having a great experience, but they're in a very strange locale, and they are a strange boat, and they could be with some str strange people to them, maybe some people that aren't familiar to them. And that, to me, seems to indicate that good communications, if someone's feeling unhappy, they need to raise their hand, or happy, or whatever it might be, it seems like there's the, the need for a heightened awareness of good communication just on an emotional level between people to have a good trip. Is that is that true? Yes, that's very true. Uh, even though the captain is solely responsible for the boat and its crew members, you know, everybody needs a voice in, in this particular vacation. They need to feel like they're, they're part of the decision-making. They're part of uh, making sure that this, this vacation is going to be enjoyable. Yeah. And if you don't get stuck on your itinerary of having to get from point A to point B. If you're having a great time at one locale, stick around a little bit longer. You know, don't be afraid to, to vary it up. And another great aspect, when you get there is to talk to the locals. Make sure you know what's the ins and outs of various places. Um, and they're very knowledgeable, so they will be more than happy to help you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and this this last point that came to me was, I don't know, it's just, I guess it's so obvious, you you know, I, I hesitate to make it, but, but it's relax. I think uh, so many people, particularly here in the Northeast, we get so wound up flying to some place I don't know, sometimes for no good reason. Um, I think it's easy to carry that, um, I don't know, that feeling or that frenzied pace onto a, a boat. And that's really not what you want to do when you do a charter, right? Well, when you do a charter, you are you go down there with the intention of rest and relaxation and enjoying yourself. But if you're going down there all uptight and stressed out, um, that's going to take away from, from the enjoyment of what you're doing. And yeah, people need to step back and 
you know, take their time and don't rush into things um, because it's a real laid back atmosphere, especially boaters. They tend to be laid back to begin with. Um, and then if you go in a nice, nice area such as the Caribbean, that they tend to be extremely laid back right, right. in general. So make a conscious effort. If you go yes. on a trip, make a conscious effort to shift gears and relax. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's an important point to, to leave our session on today. I uh, hope our enjoyers, our, our listeners have enjoyed listening and I uh, hope you'll come back again soon.